Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM, and I'm so delighted to have Michael J. Russ join me. We both had some interesting adventures last week, and we are both on the other side of them smiling. And I just wanted to say um, there's a, a wonderful quote that I think sums it up, and it's by Titna Han. And he said, sometimes your joy is the source of your smile, but sometimes your smile can be the source of your joy. And uh, so I am got a big smile on my face, and I'd like to say welcome, Michael. Um, you no, always you. bring me so much joy, and I just want to thank you for that. And uh, we've had yeah. uh, we've had we've been blessed to have guests on the show that have left us, I think, better better people uh, once we had conversations with them. And I, I hope that our audience feels the same way because there's just been so much wisdom and so many insights. And I I think that. Um, one of the things that uh, really has made an impact in, of the last three shows is that your reality is something that you create. It's something that you feed. Uh, if you maintain a high vibration, that is what you bring forth in your reality. And and that's what brings forth joy. I mean, it's not the, the other way around. And so um, I know, Michael, you had you had a story that you wanted to, sh- to share. So let's kick it off with, with that, and uh, we'll go from there. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Always a pleasure to be with you. The, the interesting thing about um, the, the last couple of shows I know that we did with Carol Collins, uh, the Pittsburgh Medium, it was so phenomenal uh, to, I mean, so many insights, so many pearls of wisdom that, that for me, I've taken the last few weeks to, <clears throat> to just listen to them again, uh, on mm-hmm. some of our YouTube videos, uh, some of the channelings, and it's so practical and it, it's just, it's so, it's, it seems simple yet it's, it can be complicated if you overthink it. And the thing that I wanted to, uh, I wanted to tell you a little story about a gentleman down the street whose wife of 50 years, uh, passed away, uh, in December. And, uh, he was, I mean, he was, he had, she had had cancer, not once, but, uh, twice. And, uh, he decided that to, to, he was self-employed and he decided that the, they decided they would make the most of, of, of her time, you know, as most people do, usually when you have a, a near death situation or a situation that, where death could be involved, it really kind of shifts your, the, the paradigm of thinking that you apply to life. Uh, where uh, the, the little things that you thought were important no longer hold the weight uh, or have the gravity that you, you give to them. And it, it was interesting about him because I just met with him. Uh, he, he called me over today. I was walking by his house. I was on my long walk. And uh, he said, hey, Michael, how you doing? I said, I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I said, what you do? He said, I just came back from a cruise. Now, I'd known that he, he, he when we had a previous conversation, he said, I said, how's Jane? I mean, I'm not how's Jane, but uh, I had left him a card, uh, and I, I said, how are you doing? And he said, well, it was a long battle with Jane. We did some great things. We left nothing on the table, and, uh, and then she passed. And, and I was, of course, I spent a month, he says, you know, wallowing in my own sorrow. And then after about, after a month, I said, what the heck am I doing? And he said, he said, 
He said, screw it. I'm out of here. And he said, I'm going to, I'm going to, I've got more life to live. And it just, it was a pivotal shift that he made. He said in, a, in about a month's time, he grieved. He said, I've grieved enough. And he just told me this morning that the gal he's been dating from Point St. Joe, which is about an hour and a half away from here, uh, he just asked, asked her to marry him. He said, evidently oh, he wow. found, yeah, he found someone. He says, I am so enthusiastic. I'm having more fun uh, than I've had in a long time. And it was, it was new love. It was fresh love. It was uh, new companionship. And he uh, just came back from his cruise and he says, he says, Hey, I asked you, I asked you to marry me and I'm getting my house ready to sell. And I'm going to move to Port St. Joe. And he says, I love it down wow. there. And I said, new <laughs> nice. life, baby, new life. It was wonderful. And I said, that's so awesome. I said, it's so amazing to see that kind of transformation happen. Um, and, and, it's not that it was a short period of time because I don't really think it was. I think for, for you know, everybody t- has to take whatever time they need to take to, to, to grieve. And um, he said, he said, I got to get my kids over here to, to, to go through her things and take what they want. Um, and uh, you know, her jewelry and, and, and have them disseminate what they want to do with the clothing. And I said, it's important to, uh, to, to move that energy in your house. Um, because mm-hmm. it's energy that, that no longer needs to be there. And that's, I think about that now all the time. Well, when, when uh, Carol had passed on the fact from the collective that, you know, you, you are what you see, and you think about that, you are what you look at. And I said, mm-hmm. how can that be? You, you, you create your reality. It takes creating your reality to a completely different level. And I started just getting into the nuance of what that really means. You know, what you see, how does that, how does that impact you? How does it impact how you feel? We, we in our society today are exposed to a whole plethora of uh, infinite, an exponential number of things. And if you're, if you're talking about media or social media or other things, 99% of it, not 99%, that's probably a bit too much, a very high percentage of it, let's say in the 90s, if, if it wants to move forward, it's negative. It's negative. Mm-hmm. Um, news is negative, designed to be negative because negativity sells. Um, you know, commercials will, will give you the bad and uh, tell you what you need to avoid. Sell the avoidance concept. Uh, and I look at these things and I say, okay, let's start applying this. What am I looking at? What am I exposing myself to? And I had told you before the show that when I walk into my office, it's like I designed it to be the most positive energy, uplifting energy. I could spend all day in this office, and I do in many cases. I could come in here at seven o'clock in the morning if I've got really got to get some work done, and I don't have to. I don't leave here till five. I don't even have to go down. I don't have to go downstairs and get something to eat. I might, but I could stay here because it's so nourishing. And we as individuals. In, in, in individual souls, I don't think we give enough thought to that about how mm-hmm. our own environment impacts how we feel. When you get up in the morning and the first thing you do is turn on news to find out what happens, what happened last night while you were asleep or last night while you were doing something else out with friends, you're going to get the stream of negativity and that's going to impact your energy grid, your grid and your, and your energy field basically. You're, when you're looking at it, that's going to that's gonna taint your energy. 
versus if you woke up in the morning and you played some really cool music, uplifting, very joyful, some of your favorite stuff, things that were music that was positive, or you watched something that was positive, um, HGTV perhaps, because it's, it causes you to uh, think creatively. Uh, you become inspired to do something in your own surroundings. It gets your, your creative and, and inspirational juices flowing. So there's a big difference. And in that, so I started looking at, I started really kind of micromanaging what I exposed my eyes to and my, my, my senses to, you know, touch, taste, smell, feel, all that stuff. What do I, what am I, what am I exposing myself to? And, uh, that's been the journey that I've been on for, for a, a couple of weeks now, uh, since we first started having that conversation, I had uh, Carol on the, on the show and it's been quite illuminating. Um, very illuminating. It is. And I think what you do is you start catching yourself. And Mm -hmm. I I just want to say, Michael, you know what I really love about the story about your neighbor is that instead of, you know, staying in the emotions, the heavier emotions of shame or guilt, like do I have my waiting the right amount of time, whatever, he Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. made a conscious decision that he yeah, wants to radiate in a vibration of love and peace and joy. He's got that inner peace. He's, he knows that he did the best that he could and, and there's no sense to continue. And, and it's wonderful that he has a new beginning and exactly. has a new opportunity for happiness. And, yeah. and I think that's where, you know, in life, for whatever reason we do, we have to sort of go beyond our thoughts. And if you, you know, you can't change the situation when you lose somebody, it's, it's heart-wrenching, especially somebody that you've raised children with and had a long, a long mm-hmm. life with. Um, but you, you need to change your perception of it. And I think that's really where our personal power comes in. And we can either, and we've talked about this before, you can either be kind of controlled by the situation or you can be in control. And right. when you you do that, and I, I, you had sent me a, a video that Eric Alexandrakis had sent you, and it just mm-hmm. it summed it up. There it was a, a wonderful video of a woman who was suffering from dementia, and her two granddaughters came to see her, and she had not a lot of recollection about too many things, and then True. they allowed her to listen to music and raise her vibration and. As soon as she was anchored into the memories that were associated with the vibration of the music she was hearing, it was like mm-hmm. the light came on. You could see, like, her face changed. There was a, a just a physical, not just a physical change, but she could start remembering things. And it was oh, yeah. amazing. So, her, whole and, com- and, and, her whole conversation yeah, changed. Oh, absolutely. And She went from be, having no conversation to being capable of following a train of thought and a conversation. <laughs> it was stellar. Miracle, and, miraculous. And less than, what, five minutes? Less than five minutes? I think the whole oh, video was six The songs in those days weren't longer than three minutes. And it was, it was amazing. Um, I can't remember the song, but it was a crooner. I thought I it was, was uh, Frank Dean Martin. Sinatra? Oh, was it Dean Frank Martin or Dean? Frank One of those two. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> but fantastic. She listened to it, and you could see the list. The, the 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 first thing she asked when she heard the song is, "Where is he?" <laughs> like, right. wait a minute. I was like, "Where is he?" Yeah, you know, where is he? I hear I hear him. 
but where is he? All of a sudden, it just like, boom, it's like a sledgehammer just came through and just disrupted everything. And then the music was done and they took the headphones off of her and asked her the same question they asked ahead of it, ahead of listening to the music. And she came away with a, a, a more concise, clear, looked her in the eye answer. It was, <laughs> oh, whoa, I, that, that just, that blew me away. Um, I wish I'd known that when my dad had, had, was suffering from dementia for seven years. Um, uh, it, it, it's just amazing what, what can occur when you put yourself in that situation. Now, think about you and I and our listeners and the value of, of, of music. If you play music from a time in your life where you were super joyful, happy, you were, you were uh, feeling the best uh, you've ever felt. Um, imagine if you put that on when you're at a low point in your day or in your life, how you can, you can automatically shift uh, your own thought paradigm, your own energy, and subsequently your brain cells and what you're thinking, just everything about you, the whole, just massage the energy in a completely different direction just by listening to a song. By the way, I do this all the time. I do it all the time. I have a playlist on Spotify and I, I play, um, when I'm, I don't know, when I'm driving down the street with my top down on my car or whatever, it's a nice day. Um, I'll put on that playlist. I put it on when I'm playing golf, believe it or not. I have a speaker in my cart, so I'll turn it on and, uh, I'll play it then. And it keeps me focused, keeps the energy around me focused and within me and my own energy field focused on positivity. And it's uplifting. We all have that. Oh. We all have that. Mm-hmm. Each and every one of us. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I had a, I had seen a, a, a meme somewhere, and they had somebody, it reminded me of you, and I actually probably should post it, because he was like a <laughs> DJ spinning records in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And, he, and it was all about, set, you are your own DJ. You create your own mixtapes, your own. And, and, and so what you're sending out, you want to make sure that it's the highest vibrations possible. And even right. if you do have those low moments, uh, you, you know, you, you practice gratitude or some of the other things to stay, you know, kind of get yourself out of, out of them as quickly as possible. It's not that, you know, so, so maybe you need to pick up the phone and call somebody that you know is high vibrational. You know, you need to ask mm-hmm. yourself, are the people around you uh, affecting your mood and your state of being? I think that that's mm-hmm. as as important to curate as um, you know what you're <laughs> putting in your office because if you have you make, people that uh, mm-hmm. no 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 I'm 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 the thought you make an incredibly valid point there and I like to piggyback on that and say and, and and talk about something Carol actually did say uh, in in the the value of this I've always thought. I don't call people to, to tell them how bad things are or what, something bad that happened. And we have to be very cognizant of when we are actually doing that. Um, mm-hmm. when, when, when something's happening with you, um, your tendency, it's human nature, I guess, to call somebody and say, hey, you know what just happened to me? Or, you know, this thing is going on in my life and it's terrible. And it's this and that. What you're basically doing is you are you are bringing negative energy just into somebody else's energy field because they are paying attention to you. And we have to be very cognizant of the fact that 
that is what we're doing. We want to actually tap into, uh, piggyback on other people's positive energy field, it, it expose ourselves to it so that we can cleanse our own field. Our joy that we get from that conversation or that interaction uh, can actually help to cleanse away some of that negativity from our, from our energy field. And it's, it's really, it, that nuance is, is crazy. I was married to my second wife. Her favorite thing to do was to come dump all the stuff on me that it, whenever something was wrong in her life, dump on me. She'd call me from Europe and, and that's what she would do. And I'm like, I got so annoyed by that. I said, I don't really, yeah, I would understand. you know, I, I, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm in a very positive space and she'd do it with me while I was at work. And I'm like, I don't have time to talk about this right now. <laughs> you know, I know there's an eight hour time difference, but I don't have time to talk about it. This is not the space for me. It's like contaminating my space. I have brought curated, carefully curated some positive energy uh, in my field uh, and in my grid. I have I'm curated my entire environment. And now basically what's happening is uh, I'm, I'm, I'm being forced to engage with, with negativity, which I know is contaminating that space that I've so carefully curated. And it is a challenge when you're, when you're at a couple, when one couple's positive and the other couple happens to be a, what do we call a Debbie Downer, uh, right. Donald Downer, you know, Dave Downer, whatever you want to say, I don't want to be sexist about it. Um, however, there are people like that. And I so carefully and lovingly let people know that, okay, this is, this is something I, what I would love for you to do is to not call me in the moment, calm down and think about what happened and quickly ask yourself, what can I learn from this? And that's what we call, well, I know that, um, uh, one of the women, uh, Miss St. Germain was talking about living in the fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. When you live in the fifth dimension, you ask yourself different questions. You don't ask yourself why this happened. You ask yourself, what can I learn from what just happened? How can I benefit from what just happened? Because there's a different, different train of thought there. Um, and when it comes to things that happen to you, um, my goal is always to operate from a higher level instead of being sucked down into the drama and the noise uh, the distraction and the negativity, the toxicity of whatever it is that happened. When you're looking at uh, this being a, a prime, this life being a premium learning opportunity, everything that happens is a learning opportunity. It's an opportunity okay. to advance ourselves as human beings, as, as human souls, souls in human form. And when we, and that, that perception alone is fifth dimensional. Right. It's, and it's, it's life-changing as well because mm-hmm. we start asking ourselves different questions. And, yeah. we have to, and, and all of this impacts our energy. All of it impacts our joy it, and, it and how we feel about ourselves. And it's, it's a fascinating topic. There is no end to it, right. uh, I have discovered. Uh, and, there's, right. and there's no, yeah, there's no end of, what you, what you, of curating what you expose yourself to. Well, what are the there's things one that the, I really... Yeah, go ahead, Michael. Go ahead. No, no, say? please. The, no, I was, was going to say there's one other question. 
when you were, were speaking, you know, it made me think about like, you know, one of the things that Carol said was it, what, what are you feeding the grid? And if, even if you don't have that right now as your reality, you, if you feed the grid, if, you know, it's the old adage, fake it till you make it. So, you know, mm-hmm. your, your goal isn't necessarily to get rid of all the negative thoughts because you can't really control what comes into your day. You're going to have these little speed bumps, but it's how you change your response to that. And I think that that, and so, you know, after a while, it, you get better and better at these external events and, and you, how your mind responds to it. But when you were talking and I thought about feeding, you know, what are you feeding? And if you've ever seen somebody feed a baby, and the baby food really doesn't look, a lot of it does, didn't used to look very good, very appetizing. But you see the mother and she gets the spoon and she's got a big, huge smile on her face and she tastes it. And she's like, oh, my goodness, this is so delicious. And then she pops it mm-hmm. in the baby's mouth. And the baby's like, oh, you know, oh, you know. And, the, and then the mother has like a, a big, wide smile and expression. And it's sort of like that. I, I kind of like that illusion of... And I, I've been practicing that, too. It's like, okay, you know what, uh, let's take a little taste of this, let's take that, and let's just keep feeding it, feeding it, feeding it into the, into the grit. And that's sort of what exactly. I've been practicing. There's something that, um, from what you said there, there's something that came to mind that, that uh, Carol Collins was neglecting were talking about uh, that is, it's called a flip-flop, the flip-flop. And I just, mm-hmm. I just love it because she said it like, I don't know, three or four times, flip-flop, 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 flip-flop. Like, you know, it's what I've been saying for, for, for the last, you know, decade in my, in, in, in my podcast. It's like transforming negative to positive is really like a flip-flop. When you find yourself either knee-deep in some sort of negative thought or you have an initial negative thought about something, uh, negative perception, you've got to do a flip-flop. You've got to take it from negative to positive ASAP as quickly as possible. So it doesn't have the impact on your energy field or your grid. And um, that is the suggestion I give to people um, now, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it in the podcast here in a little bit. However, it's, it's, a, great, it's a great terminology to use to, to, to remember because it's easy. You know, uh, right. I'm thinking, when you realize, have this realization that you're embroiled in, in a negative thought, uh, you got to say the words flip-flop. How do I get out of this and get to something else? Whatever you need to do, the whatever alchemy you need to perform to go from to do the flip flop from negative to positive, you have to do it. And it's always good to have develop your own little unique take on how you actually do that. Some people mm-hmm. it could be, I'm going to put in this song. Other people could be fake it. Do you feel it? You know, um, which does work because you're you're actually flipping from a negative thought to a positive thought, even though and you're leaving that negative thought behind. And the other thing that she was. Uh, um, alluding to is how many positive thoughts would you have to have to cancel out a negative one? I think you would, you had mentioned three. I think you mentioned in a previous podcast that we did three negative thoughts, three positive thoughts can, can wipe out a negative thought. And I believe that uh, the, the collective concurred with that, that you, you think that positive thought, think that positive thought, think that positive thought, uh, do it over and over again, repeat it until the negative thought is, has dissipated. And, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of the way I used to do it years ago when I, when I was, uh, in, in, when there's something that happens, happened to me that I couldn't control and my initial response was negative, I'd have to turn around and, and do something positive um, 
and then positive again and positive again. Do it several times, repeat it in order to negate that thought. And right. that is that is what you know. How how that's kind of the unique creative thing that everybody can can do. Whether you maybe you have a favorite song and all of a sudden you just play that favorite song, and it puts you in a different mood, and the negativity just falls away. Um, could You're be something right. else. Could you know? Could be going in the kitchen and scrambling some eggs. I don't know. Uh, could be anything. Right. I, well, and I think that's part of it. You know, you take that unconscious mind and you make it conscious. You replace the mm-hmm. thought with an mm-hmm. awareness so that you, when you notice your thoughts, it becomes a choice. And I think the more and more that you do it, you empower the positive thoughts. And um, I, you know, I found this meme, this this graphic, and I want to read this because, and then I have a question for you. So it, it says, if everything is sound and vibration, you're the DJ of your own existence. So, Michael, yeah, you I being the I DJ of your own existence, <laughs> what would you be spinning on those records to, uh, you know, to raise those sound and vibrations? I would love to, to hear whether it be meditation I know, or some of the other things that you do to, to create that. <laughs> okay, listen, there are, there are about three or four songs that I actually have, but I'll tell you one that just about everybody knows. Everybody has heard of Earth, Wind, and Fire, great group uh, from, the, from the 70s. They right. have a live album. They have a live album from Japan, Earth, Wind, and Fire, live in Japan, and their version of September uh, is, is the absolute best for shifting mood. <laughs> it's the absolute best. All you have to do is put the song on. I play it on the drums all the time. It just, you're so energized. If you just listen to it, you cannot help. But, I mean, I challenge anyone to actually stand still or, or have a thought that's negative, not even a split second into that, into that tune. Such a positive vibe. Everything they wrote was was uh, was was is, is a curation of positivity uh, and soulfulness, joy and love and happiness. And but the live version is about thirty beats a minute faster than the regular version that was on that they played on the radio. And it's it's up it's up tempo, kicked up to a whole new notch, a whole new level. And believe it or not. This was live from Japan back in the 80s, early 80s. When they play live today, even though there are only about, I think, three original members left, the actual, um, the, the song is, is um, exactly the same as the live version from Japan back in the 80s. Okay, the, the way that they, the music, the tempo, everything, all the changes, they're all exactly the same. So uh, when Michael White uh, and Verdine White and the others got together and they decided to create the live version, nothing has changed. It has such the same energy. And I, I did see them on television on some tribute program here uh, in the last month. And it was, they only had one song to play. And that was really? it. Wow. That was the song they played in this exact rendition. The exact, exact uh, um, the word is escaping me right now when a conductor uh, creates music. Um, the, the word escapes me and I apologize for that. However, there is a, there's a word for when you, when you take music and you just recreate it. Yes. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. The arrangement, uh, from the eighties is exact, exact same arrangement that they, uh, they play today. If you see them live, that would be the arrangement. And, uh, it was beautiful then it was perfect and it's perfect today. 
However, that's a, that that's song, a beautiful metaphor. I love that though yeah, for life. Yeah, you know, it, you, you yeah. arrange things. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the same. Awesome. I, I agree with that. So true. I love that. Yeah. I love that uh, saying. No, I'm gonna have uh, to seek that out. I, I'm gonna. We're gonna have to uh, find that and uh, make it available to our audience to listen to. That sounds amazing. I, they were always one of my favorites. Well, we might have to pay them a royalty because this is tele- this is radio. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you got to watch that. But but the the audience can find it, it, it whether it's Spotify, Pandora, or whatever. Earth, Wind, and Fire live in Japan. The the song is September, and. Um, it's amazing. Have you ever seen, I know you have, have you ever seen the, the Night of the Museum movies, Night of the Museum? Yes, I love them. Yes, I, I love okay. them all. Yes. Each movie ends with the Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Not September. Oh, that's right. Remember? How did you feel? This is what I want to ask oh. you. How did you feel at the end of that movie when you heard that song play? Oh, completely dancing out of the street, couldn't wait for the next one to come. Absolutely. <laughs> It, I love movies. I love movies that actually do that. I love watching movies that at the end, they make me feel like the music and the, the, the scene, the ending of the movie makes me feel like I can do anything. That's how mm-hmm. I refer to it. When, I, when, 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 when you watch any of the United Museum movies and they're in the museum and they're playing that song from Earth, Wind, and Fire, it starts out and you're like, Oh my gosh, I can do that. I can do this. I can do that. I can do anything. I can do just like, it elevates you to a point in, in your feelings. It just picks you up and it's like a, it's like a magic carpet ride that, you know, mm-hmm. you, you go to the, to the, to the highest heights and you can see the entire planet. I mean, it's absolutely amazing how it makes you feel. And it's beautiful that music has that capability. And mm-hmm. it's the reason why when Carol Collins, um, when we had the interview with her, that I asked the collective about sound vibration when it comes to cleansing our um, soul bodies, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you, you, you have a cleansing where you cleanse away all of the, 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 cl- the, the uh, darkness and negativity and the, the heaviness of this earthly plane, your, your personality disappears. It just cleanses everything away. Light and, and sound, sound there, like sound therapy. And to me, that's what music is. It's sound therapy. Um, always has been. And, uh, just to tell you, I went to a party this weekend in Atlanta, a birthday party for uh, a young lady who's a musician. We met her on the cruise in, in, in December and her husband is a sax player. And they had a party to celebrate her birthday, and they were the entertainment for the party. Oh, and <laughs> oh, it was amazing. Awesome. They, she did it. They did it. They took over a brewery for the night, and uh, anybody could come in. And they invited a bunch of people, and all the music that they played. I don't think I've danced. I haven't danced that much in a while because there is no place near me where I can hear that kind of music. But all the songs they played had that had that vibration that just sunk into every part of you that that high energy uh vibration that just made you feel amazing that made you feel joyful and just made you want to dance um it's unfortunate that a lot of that doesn't there's a lot of that has disappeared 
um, in our world and it's changed. The music has morphed. And uh, I've had a few conversations with Eric, our last guest since then, um, uh, by text. Uh, and he had, uh, he's the one that, like I said, we sent that particular video of that woman uh, who, who music impacted, so impacted, uh, who had dementia. It was, you know, and he loves that sort of thing. And I do too, because it gives you hope mm-hmm. that some of the things that they, there's so much money, billions of dollars goes into drugs and other things. You, makes you, you forget about the simplest things. There's no, there's no focus on the simplest things that can make the most impactful difference that don't involve drugs and studies. You can see the results like this and you can apply them right away. And you don't have to have dementia to, to, to make it happen, to, mm-hmm. to, to affect that change. And I think that's what I'd like to get across to our, to our audience right now is that you don't have to have an illness. You don't have to have dementia or Alzheimer's or any other kind of uh, situation. If you've lost someone, you've lost a pet, uh, you've lost someone close to you, a child, whatever. Um, music is, is one of the ways that you can move through it. It's, it's an amazing element of alchemy that can mm-hmm. transform your thinking, transform your feelings in a heartbeat. Beautiful. And a lot of people, what they, I, I know people who don't want to engage in that because right. they too much like being in the lower frequencies, following right. in the lower frequencies, you know, and, Wait. and, uh, good. I prefer to be in the, the higher frequencies and you had recommended going to see the newer, the newest avatar, which it was a beautiful movie. But for me, the very beginning of that movie was very hard for me uh, energetically because I don't bombard my, I, it was like I was being bombarded with opposite of positive images. And it, I yeah, just no. was like, Oh, I really hope this shifts. And it did shift and it was beautifully. And the, I mean, it was so well done. But I thought, did we really need to have quite all that in the, like, in the first half hour or whatever it was? I know. It was I agree. difficult for me. So you it, felt, you it felt that true. as well. I did. However, one of the things that I realized, and I hope our audience is, does too, and it's something I need to ask Carol Collins uh, about uh, next time we speak with her. Uh, we you know, ask the collective about this. When you know that you're, you're, you're going to be exposed to um, something that could disrupt your energy field in a negative way. Is there any way that you can protect yourself? Because I'll tell you what I do. I go to movies like that and other things. When I'm engaged in seeing media, I realize one thing. The storyteller is going to, if, if it's a story of transformation, and most movies that I go to are stories of transformation, uh, there, there has to be the contrast. I just don't invest in the contrast. I don't allow it to impact me. It's just, I know it's just part of the, part of the game of you have to have, you know, in order to, to understand white, you got to know black, you got to have that contrast. And so that's any storyteller is going to start with the dark side in order to help you feel the light side, you know, feel the light. Um, because if it's all light throughout, which it can be, um, a lot of, you understand, as, as, as the collective likes to say, 98%, nine out of, nine out of 10 people 
um, aren't thinking from energy field, aren't thinking from uh, that what they expose them to is impacting the energy field and their grid and thereby how they feel in any given mm-hmm. moment. And, and that we want to, the goal is to keep our moving, our uh, energy moving down the asphalt that's directly in front of us instead of behind us and left and right of us and up and down. It has to, it should be moving forward. The flow should be forward. So all I do uh, when I hear it, when I see a movie like that is I rec- I realize right up front, I know I'm aware of the fact that there's going to be, the, the, the contrasting story. And so I don't right. invest in it. I see it. I don't invest in it. I'm going, I know it gets better. And I don't invest in, in, in emotions and, and feelings in it. I'm seeing it, but it's sort of in a detached way. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm saying to myself, this is, this is going to evolve. And they just need to show this so that you can see what they evolve from. That's right. basically how I look at it. Uh, but, the, you know, the ending of the movie... Yeah, there's no way in the world that you can't look at that tree of life and not get a tear in your eye. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. I just closed my eyes. I thought, well, this is going to be nice. <laughs> I don't have okay, to watch it. Okay, that's another way of doing it. And I know that sounds funny, but, um, you know, I, I just, I knew that we were going to get, like you did, on the other side, and there was going to be redemption and whatnot. Um, yeah, yeah and, uh, absolutely. It's a great story, yeah. though. Three hours yeah. worth, three hours and 15 minutes of a story. Um, and some people go in there and they're like judgmental about, you know, the time I'm going, who cares? It's entertainment. It's designed to entertain you. Oh, I'm not no, a critic. It was, it was you know? beautiful. Yeah. No. Yeah. The, the, and, and as you said, I mean, and it was, it was, in a, I think it was a really powerful myth about integrating, um, different cultures and how yeah. you accept and, and finding your own inner strength and finding your, exactly what we were saying before, finding your own inner hero and yeah. really um, having to take a look and, and when you stand up, not just for yourself, but for your community as well. And right. um, yeah, I think, I think that's that the story. Mm-hmm. Find the message, find the, me- look for the message is what I tell people, you know, get away from the, 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 the noise and distraction and find the message. Um, yeah. there, there are some brilliant writers out there who created some, some amazing movies, uh, that happen to put forth some messages that we can all resonate with. Right. Uh, and, but if you c- get caught up in the nuance of some little thing, you miss the message, you know, mm-hmm. the, and usually that thing you're caught up with, you've judged. So, the, if you want to be more joyful and you want to step into more joy, judgment needs to disappear. Judgment needs to be something that gets relegated to, you know, ancient times, um, because that is the one thing uh, that if you, if you think about it, we want to judge things. We want to be critics of life. We want to be, you know, out there, I don't know, for some reason, Generally, when we're amongst people, it's a self-importance kind of thing. Um, however, judgment does get in the way of, of actually finding the message, of, of, of resonating with the message as well. Because you're stuck on some little nuance, and 98% of it, 99% of it's awesome, but we're focused on the 1%. And it taints the whole thing. It makes the whole thing toxic because now you've, you've, you've focused on that. And the lesson, find the message, find the lesson quickly, uh, or at least be alert 
that there will be a message somewhere. Find that. That's the mm-hmm. fifth dimension dimensional thought that I that I uh, love to operate from, and and uh, I hope our listeners um, can embrace more of more often. Right. Yeah. There, I don't know if you ever remember the movie Pleasantville, or if you ever saw it, but the movie starts out in, yes. in black and white, and everything is black right. and white. I think it's another really good metaphor because if your mm-hmm. story of your life is in black and white. All of a mm-hmm. sudden, when you change the frequency and you start to experience life in color, things change. You're like, oh, I didn't know that that had that color to it. Or yeah. I didn't, you know, Neat you start story. to look at things a little bit differently. And so sometimes, like for me, I enjoy going to the botanical garden, and especially this time of year because all the spring flowers are out. And there are some, oh, yes, yeah, so many things that I just... It's like new discoveries, and I'm like, I've never seen that type of tulip. Yeah, there's a lot of tulips, but wow, yeah. when you really start to look at all the different kinds, some have fuzzy petals, and some are just like spiky, and some look like iridescent red ribbon, and I just was like, wow, wow. It, and, and There's that, a winery. Wow. Go ahead. Yeah, there's a winery in, in Napa. There's a winery in Napa that this time of the year plants 5,000 tulips. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's the most gorgeous thing. You're just walking amongst tulips, tulips on their grounds, and um, it is so true. Wildflowers are about to uh, uh, blossom. I drive down I-10, and there's areas where just wildflowers are just here in the in the coming couple of weeks, where the wildflowers, which are just starting to grow and starting to blossom, will be just these huge patches of color, and. You know, these are the things, these, these make life, these kinds of experiences, um, spring, you know, the smell of spring, totally different. Right. You know, the yeah. smell of spring, the doves cooing. I know you have a, a, the, the, the cooing of doves in the morning oh, yeah, when you walk sure. outside. It's, it's just so special um, that, you know, it just, it just makes, it makes life so much more amazing. You know, what's going on. You know that there's a, there's an awakening to a new mm-hmm. season and uh, that you can just immerse yourself in it and just live within it. That to me, that's yeah. the most, that's one of the most, the smells, the sights, uh, but really the sounds, the sounds of, of, of spring uh, are totally, totally amazing. Right. Uh, and, and they uh, create, yeah, they create the, the joy in your life, and I think that's what's so powerful. It's the, Sometimes we think that it's, you know, oh, i got to get a new car or get a new house or a new watch or whatever, but it's really, there's a, an amazing power in just ordinary things to create extraordinary happiness. I mean, they yeah. are really what brings you joy. And like you said, Michael, like I, I love the spring. Like I could smell the hyacinth. And I know people, some people suffer from allergies, and so they really not happy when, when it's spring and there's a lot of pollen. But, uh, you know, maybe shift the, your focus away from the pollen and, and look, like you said, at the colors and if you're driving. I know that different times of year you capture sunsets in your rear view mirror or your side mirror mm-hmm. or one of these and and mm-hmm. there's there's never two sunsets that are ever alike and we just have that one never. moment in time to enjoy right. it and mm-hmm. I'm, it's frustrating and sometimes you'll go to take a picture and it just doesn't capture it <laughs> I mean, 
no, it doesn't. Oh, no. It's like, oh my gosh. No. It's like, if only there were other people who could see how amazing this is. But I, then I just think, okay, well, you know what? I'm, I'm appreciating it now. And that's sort of yeah. what it, what it is. There's a what down here, is. down here, there's something called the green flash, um, which can be seen. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but there's no, a very I've never special heard of thing. That. Yeah. When the, when the water's calm enough, the humidity is low, uh, and there's no wind. Uh, in, in a sunset, when, it's, when the sun drops directly into the ocean, um, with no clouds, no anything, uh, and no, and the ocean's like glass. Uh, sometimes there'll be something. There'll be a flash of green just as the sun um, disappears, just as the top edge of the sun goes hits the horizon. There'll be a little flash of green, and it's called the green flash. You can look it up online. Some people wow. claim to have taken pictures of it. Um, I really, I don't think a video camera is going to capture it, although you'll see pictures of people who, the videos, oh, there's a green flash, green flash. And I'm going like, let me just tell you something. The, the green flash cannot be seen through sunglasses, that's number one. Uh, number two, it, it's something you have to be intensely focused on. You have to be mm. watching. It's not something that, if you're taking a picture of it, you're not intensely focused on it, and you will miss it. So it's yeah. one of those really interesting things in life that occurs. And generally, it's not in the summer. It's in the uh, early spring. It's in the late fall. And it's in the winter uh, down here where I am because that's the, the, the time of lowest humidity. And uh, if you're out on the beach uh, and it's, you know, 50 degrees or 40 degrees or whatever, uh, and the wind is not blowing, the wind is calm, the sea is calm, it's likely that you can catch that flash, but it's, it doesn't happen all the time. It's extremely rare. A lot of people down here have never seen it. Mm. I think I've seen it twice. I think my girlfriend's seen it three or four times. Um, wow. And uh, really, 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 really kind of cool. But it's, it's, to me, that's kind of a metaphor for life. If you, if you focus, if, if you're not in the moment, you miss the moment. Not in the moment, you miss it. And, um, uh, that goes for relational connection, everything. We, are, we live in a digital age where you can capture everything on film, and that's all well and good. However, right. you, don't ex- you don't have the same feeling. Um, you don't feel the experience from a memory perspective, a long-term right. perspective in your memory, if you're not in it. The feelings don't come from looking through a camera or a lens. They come from actually being in within the experience embedded in the experience as mm-hmm. i like to say and uh i had i hit a shot it's really interesting i didn't even see this happen but two weeks ago i uh, i played golf and i did something i haven't done in 10 years uh from about 113 yards out i hit a shot into the hole 113 oh yards out yeah Wow. Well, that's fantastic. It's, 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 it's not a hole in one. I've had two of those, but it's, it's the next best thing. And we're only, we're talking about a four inch hole that a little white ball has to go into from 100, 113 yards out. And you think about that and you think about the, the, the metaphor for life that, that's, that, that, that creates that you, it's not something you can take a picture of because it happens when it happens. And that's for sure. Yeah, it's true. And that's, to me, that's why I don't take a lot of pictures. You know, I'll, take, I'll set some things up, whatever. 
um, Sandy and I someplace, my girlfriend and I were, were someplace, hey, we're here. But that's great. However, I put, it, put the thing down, and I want to be there. I want to say right. I was at the soggy dollar, soggy dollar bar in, 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 you know, in, in the Caribbean at Joss Van Dyke, and I was having a great conversation with some friends um, while I was having their world-famous painkiller. I mean, whatever. I, I, I like to be in the water. I want to, <laughs> the water felt this way. The beach sand felt this way. You know, I right. mean, it's, <laughs> you know, you, 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 if you want to recall it from your memory banks, you have to be there. You mm-hmm. have to have experienced it. You have to put yourself in that, in that place in the moment. And mm-hmm. uh, any photographer, good photographer will tell you that you, you take yourself out of the moment to curate the moment for yourself, but that's not the moment. The moment occurs because you curated your being there. Right? This little conundrum. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. can, you can either take a picture of the sunset or you can experience the sunset, but I guarantee you your experience of it will trump in many ways, will far outweigh you're taking a picture of it. It will. Right. And you it's know, almost set, like set looking in a mirror. Yeah. And it's almost like looking yeah. in a mirror because you never, they always say, you, and that, that's one of those philosophical things that really boggles my mind, that when you never really are able to see a true reflection of yourself. And, you know, you think you're getting ready in the morning and whatnot, but how are people perceiving you? And, uh, and I think for a lot of us, I know I don't consider myself photogenic, and so I just I don't like when people take pictures of me. <laughs> That's my own hang up, right? Because it's it's the egos involved, and I've got to you know start being <laughs> you're, you're the opposite, right? I do. That's I, interesting. I recognize that. I do. I've got to start feeding the grid opposite. That uh, is amazing because. I've had people who see our uh, our card say, "Boy, she's lovely." Oh, that's fair. I have people say that. I give them our card, and I'm going, "Oh, yeah, a card for the, for the show, connect love." And I, and I, they go, "Oh my gosh, she's lovely." They see they see the two of us on the on the banner that you created. And what's interesting about it is that, well, for me, all I can do is I said, "Wish I wish you would change that perception. Work on that." Because no, that is going to, it, that's know. making a judgment about yourself, which is actually ending up on your on your grid and your energy field, right? Mm-hmm. These things are all tied mm-hmm. together. I'm telling you, we could go off. You could string these out for for a millennium. Um, oh, you're absolutely the, all right. the all the ways that we ourselves that the things that impact our feelings, the things we focus on, and how those things. The only thing I'm focused on right now, every day, I'm just doing running this experiment, is how what I'm exposing myself to is making me feel because there are feelings associated with, with mm-hmm. what you see. Right. So I see right. taste touch here. You know, I am, I am running this little experiment for myself and listening to myself. I don't have to concern myself with the self-talk. I've got that mastered. That's, that's done um, years ago. However, it's, it, I'm making choices now about, something that I want to watch on TV or a movie I want to watch. I already mm-hmm. don't watch horror and I don't watch a lot of gory stuff. Right. Um, Neither do and, I. And, you know, all that, you know, to me that just, you know, it, 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 it does, it doesn't make you feel good. It just clogs the grip. Fear in my, in my uh, view is not the kind of feeling I want to imprint on my energy field. Um, right. Some people it's great. Some people love, you know, scary stuff. 
I grew up with the stuff that looks fake. <laughs> Black yeah, and white, Dracula movies, okay? I, I mean, at 11 years old, we were watching Dracula, uh, and we were watching um, uh, Bill Lugosi and all of these mm-hmm. other things, which were, which, I mean, technically, they look fake. I mean, that's all there is to it. I grew up with that stuff. However, you, you can also say to yourself one thing when you're watching something, um, because my brother's an actor and I've been to like dozens of movie sets and seen how movies are made. I, in, in real life, I don't relate to movies the same way that other people relate to movies. I, I see something happening and what's going through my mind is how they created that to make it look that way. Right. What was going on? I know what blocking is, scene blocking, all that kind of stuff. And I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, that little simple scene where they show you, they cut to the one person's face and they're talking and then they cut to the other person's face and you see what they look like when the other person's talking and then they cut back to that person. Well, that takes five hours. (laughs) That takes five, six hours. Sometimes it can take a whole day and they go, what? I said, yeah, because it's the most boring thing in the world being on a movie set because of the way things happen, the way they create what they create. So when I see a movie or I see a television show, I, I look and I'm into the nuts and bolts, not what I'm actually seeing. It doesn't impact me feeling wise. It doesn't impact me because I'm thinking about the nuance and the mechanics behind it. And that's one way of, of, of going through life and in dealing with things that are, um, that are negative, that there's a, you know, things happen. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting you, you, when you bring that up, Michael, because if you think about scene blocking, you could actually do that with shifting from, uh, positive to the opposite, you know, opposite of positive to positive. You could actually mm-hmm. think about that. Like, okay, I'm passing that over to you. So, you're over here, and I don't need that anymore. And uh, I think Carol and the Yeshua Collective recommended post-it notes so that you keep those positive affirmations, those visions of what you want to feed the grid uh, all around you so you're seeing them all the time. And one of the, yeah. the two words that I really love that I I tracked and I have incorporated, I'm really, in, you know, are always imperfect. My life is always Perfect. I always have the perfect amount of money in my bank account to pay all my bills. I always have perfect health, and and I and I recognize I'm like that's cre- And the more that you say it, I'm like always perfect, always perfect, always perfect. And even though on that opposite side of that scene, <laughs> you've got the presentation of of an, another narrative. And the more that you play in the always perfect, it's going to strengthen that. And um, yeah, so that's what I've been, I love I've that. been feeding my grip. I love it. I, that is absolutely spectacular. Well done. Well said. I, I like that. I really think that that's, and, and I remember that Carol talks, says, I always, and I love uh, statements uh, before she goes into meditation, which is really um, quite cool. And, mm-hmm. you know, what if we woke up that way in the morning? What if we woke up, yeah. you know, and said, and said, you know, my life is always perfect. This morning is always amazing. My mornings are always amazing. 
Um, you do that, though. You, you always say, my, you know, you have made it a rule. This is your rule that your day is <laughs> going to be awesome. My days oh, yeah. are always awesome. And I have heard that yeah. come out of Michael J. Russ's mouth. Absolutely. Well, that's mainly because I have no idea what's going to occur that day, and I'm not going to brand it as bad. You know, I want, I'm branded as the best thing possible. You know, that, that's basically it. I, I am, the day is, the day is amazing. So when I, you know, if I get out, uh, two miles from home and my car breaks down, you know, the day is still amazing. I just got to call a tow truck. <laughs> that's all I have to do. You know, and I make a couple of calls to say, you know what? I was on my way there, but it isn't going to happen. You know, uh, let's re let's reschedule. Um, and that's happened to me three times, twice with tires. You know, twice, actually four times, twice with engine, twice with tires. And, wow. and it's fine. You just reschedule. You just move things around. It just, think about it this way. Maybe I wasn't supposed to be on the road and that was my car telling yeah. me, uh, you know, doing, doing it for me, you know, that, uh, wow. you know, making sure that I wasn't on the road to be in a certain place that I, um, that would have not been so good for me had I been there. Right. Uh-huh. All oh, kinds of absolutely. things can happen, but I love it. I, I'm, yeah. I, I always have the perfect amount of money. I always have the, um, I always have uh, perfect health. Perfect health, yeah. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Yeah. That is a great statement. Always. By the way, the, the statement I lose, use most often every day is, I, "I'm a beautiful, passionate, loving, and giving man." That's the one I. Um, oh, that's I beautiful. use every day. I love that. Yeah, I love that. You have to. So I- I'm going to uh, just remind our audience, I, you know, I'm so grateful that you you join us here on Connect to Love on PRNFM, and I'm going to just read this again, and, and then I'm going to let you close out the show. So if everything is sound and vibration, you're the DJ of your ex- own existence, and I'm going to turn it over to my favorite DJ, Michael J. Russ, to close out the show. There's only one thing I can say, and that is make make the, the hottest music you can. <laughs> make the hottest music, the most loving music. You know, make music that makes you move and, and think and know that life is amazing. I mean, if, if you've got this, if you can arrange, create any arrangement for yourself, why would you create a negative arrangement? So make a positive arrangement, the most positive arrangement that you can possibly have, because that is going to feed um, your law, the law of attraction. And what you see, you get. What you think, you get. That's that's it. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, until next time, uh, here on Connect to Love. Thank you, and and uh, abundant blessings to you all. <laughs>